And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Go ahead and say it, Ed. Go Dragons! When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. You like that? You like that? F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. You're on the same select. Marcus Davenport. No! Splash Brothers. Yup. It's playoff. Get going, Brace. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Welcome to Chasing the Trophy podcast. I'm your host, Derek Sanders. And uh, I'll be joined here in a little bit by Josh Williams, one of the original Dirty Boot Boys. He's just running a little bit behind uh, for this one. So he'll join us here in just a little bit to get get with us on the meat and potatoes of the show. But I'm going to go ahead and get us kicked off with, uh, as we always do, with a word of prayer for our start, set, sleeper pod for week six. Uh, first off, I want to go ahead and just say a prayer for that, uh, that little girl we've been praying for. Uh, and also, I want to pray for Jonesboro and uh, the poor, the the two two kids that were uh, shot and killed in Jonesboro this past weekend, and then also for Israel as uh, they're going through what they're going through over there uh, in in their state of war right now. So we're going to go ahead and jump right onto that. Lord, just thank you for blessing us each and every day with everything you continue to bless us with, Lord. And as uh, we enjoy and fellowship in this game that you bless us with, Lord, we all know that there's there's much bigger and more important things out there. Um, and we work toward those every day, but we, we try to escape just a little bit in this sport and uh, in this uh, hobby, Lord, uh, as, as we call fantasy football, and uh, enjoying this game. But, Lord, we know there's bigger things and more important things. And uh, – if you just lay your hand on these people, Lord, as, as they're hurting or in pain, as this little girl's going through, starting treatment, and uh, just kind of give the doctors knowledge and give her courage and strength and understanding and her family the same, Lord, as they're going through this process, and the doctors' knowledge they need to treat her, Lord. And just please be with the people that are uh, grieving uh, as, as their losses for in Jonesboro, Lord, after that horrific, uh, horrific, just incident lord that uh was just uh something that you know we know that you have a plan for it all and, and hopefully that they could see uh you know whatever that plan was for you know for it to happen lord please be with those families and of the young men that uh lost their lives lord and just hopefully they're with you lord up there and and uh looking down and celebrating with you lord as you called them home and just uh please be with them in that town and uh everyone involved in that lord and then also just be with israel uh lord as, as they're under war and there's some heinous things that we've read about and heard about going on over there and just please be with the people of Israel, your your country, Lord, uh, as you state in the good book. And uh, just please be with those people and put a hedge of protection over them and help this end swiftly, Lord, and uh, protect those people and everyone over there, Lord. And just uh, um, help us understand why this is going on, but let there be a purpose for it, you know, in your name, Lord. And uh, and help help people learn and educate on on this, Lord. Just please protect those people over there and uh, everyone fighting for Israel in your name. And just uh, thank you for the continued blessings that we have here, safe and healthy, Lord. 
as uh, that just don't let us take it for granted every day, Lord. And just please continue to uh, shine a light for you and, and speak your name, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So jumping right on in, like I said, Josh will be joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, but I apologize for my absence earlier this week. I had a uh, had a family surgery that I had to be a part of and just was not uh, not able to get my pod out like I normally do. And then uh, Clay kind of stepped in and uh, I think he uh, got a pod out there and got a graphic up for y'all on our waiver waiver wire picks and hopefully you got who you needed lord i mean you got who y'all needed guys sorry and uh if uh we're going to talk about some of those guys here in just a little bit that we had on that waiver pod but uh anyway jumping right on in this is our start sit sleeper for this week for josh clay and myself and as i said it'll be me and josh on this pod clay sitting it out as he's sweating it to death watching this uh philadelphia atlanta uh closeout game where Philadelphia wins they're up three to one right now in the bottom of the sixth and uh if Philadelphia wins they're gonna put his precious Braves out of the playoffs which is pretty crazy because to me they're by far the best team in the league uh if their pitching was healthy but right now Philadelphia is looking pretty good to close out this series and uh play Arizona next week uh or this weekend coming up but uh, Clay's sitting on pins and needles watching this game, and uh, but he did send in his start sit sleeper picks, so we're going to talk about those as long as well as mine and Josh's. And um, for the last time, this will be the last time that we go over our parameters for our start sit sleeper pod. But uh, this episode, we're going to talk about our start sit sleeper picks at each position. Uh, we're going to pick players outside the top five at QB, top ten at running back, top ten at wide receiver, and top five at tight end. Uh, all everyone that's in those top spots are pretty much, you know, stud players that are matchup proof or you're going to start them no matter what. And, uh, so that's why we don't even talk about those guys, uh, on normally on this pod. And then also we want to thank our sponsors, big read barbecue, automotive detailing solutions, this little piggy barbecue food truck, Mimi's children's boutique and Doug Demona farm and feed. Uh, they're our new sponsor. And then, uh, and then also want to go ahead and get started and talk, uh, talk about our title sponsor, Big Reed Barbecue. It started as a family recipe in 1986. Our mild flavor is right on time, and our spicy is just enough heat. Owner Ken Reed and Director of Marketing Andre Leonard say you can get our sauce at Doug DeMona Farm and Feed, Time to Shine Detail, The Salty Brahma, and The Equipment Store, and on Amazon. That's correct. You can get it on Amazon sent straight to your house. So uh, please go out, support our sponsors. We appreciate it. And uh, thank you for everything that uh, y'all do to support us and stepping up. And if you're listening to this, please just step up and support our sponsors. Also, we're going to go ahead and jump right on into our news, or mainly injury news, which there's a lot to cover. Um, injury news and updates, which is pretty much just injuries. Uh, Devontae Adams out of practice on Wednesday with a shoulder injury that he was playing through on Monday night. He was playing through on Monday night, and then he was limited to practice on Thursday, so you like to hear him back. Uh, from that injury from last week, uh, he should be good to go. 
long as he didn't have a setback or anything like that. Uh, but that's Devontae Adams. Uh, big one right here. And if unless you live under a rock, you, there's no way you haven't heard about it. But Justin Jefferson uh, placed on IR with a hamstring injury. It's going to miss at least the next four games, and uh, unfortunately, but he will uh, miss the next four games, and some are saying that it could be more than four games. We're just going to have to see, but being on IR will at least the next four. Next is going to be uh, Austin Eckler. Good news for Austin Eckler uh, owners, as we suspected. They had a bye last week, and that gave him just enough rest. He practiced in full on Thursday and stated he will is 99.9% sure he will play in week one. And uh, I like those odds for sure. Uh, and moving on, next will be Saquon Barkley. And as we talked about last week, they came out and said he has a high ankle sprain. Uh, after they kept saying it was an ankle sprain. Then we finally found out before last week's game, it was a high ankle sprain. And uh, anyway, so this last week he practiced limited a couple times, and then he ended up getting ruled out, which is crazy. Uh, but that's what happened. Well, this week, practice limited Wednesday, practice limited on Thursday. Um, I'm thinking we need to see a full practice for, before he comes back out of him. But I really don't know. Uh, honestly, if you got him, you're just watching to see if he's active or not. Uh, if he gets a full practice in, I think he comes back. If he doesn't, I'm not so sure they roll the dice on him, especially with as poorly as they've been playing. Uh, next could be a Monroe St. Brown. Good news for a Monroe St. Brown owners with that abdomen injury. Practiced limited yesterday. Dan Campbell came out and said he felt really optimistic that he was going to be able to come back this week. Uh, he said a lot more optimistic than he was last week, so not complete confidence in it. Uh, but, excuse me, guys, sorry. Amon Ra did come back and practiced in full today on Thursday, so that's really good news. Uh, and Amon Ra come out and said that he feels ready uh, to come back. So that's, that's, I mean, that's good enough for me. Uh, so I like to hear that DK Metcalf with that rib injury did not practice Wednesday and did not practice on Thursday, which is kind of strange, uh, seeing him coming off a bye week, uh, thinking that he got plenty of rest over those, uh, two, you know, that whole week. And then he comes off the bye week, didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday, um, he kind of did the same thing before the bye. So maybe this is kind of the regimen they have him on. And he, he didn't practice. He didn't have a great game, the one right before the bye. But the one before that, playing through this injury, he did have a good game. So uh, we know he can play through this injury. So uh, And he said, he did say he uh, it's been extremely tough playing through it. So as long as he doesn't have any regression, or a setback with this rib injury, then he should be okay. But I definitely watch his schedule and practice and make sure he at least gets a limited, if not a full practice in uh, tomorrow on Friday. And if he does, then I would expect him back this weekend. Uh, next to be Aaron Jones ended up getting ruled out on Monday night with that hamstring injury. Uh, I looked right before we started this pod. There's still no update on his uh, hamstring injury. So, which is kind of strange considering that I think they do play on Sunday. 
but no new update yet. Um, so I just keep a lookout for that. I know he was practicing on a limited basis last week, so I feel like he's got to be getting kind of close to coming back. Uh, next is going to be T. Higgins with his rib injury, which is actually a rib fracture, but he was limited at practice on Wednesday and Thursday. And then T. Higgins also stated that it's looking promising for uh, him to come back this week. I think he's going to need a full practice in tomorrow to do that. But, I mean, if he said he's looking promising, uh, that's that's good news. And I'll be honest, with the way Joe Burrow's been looking, I would be looking to trade for T. Higgins because I would think his uh, their owners are probably a little sketch about the injury. He hadn't been gotten off to the best start this season. And you might could get him for pretty cheap out there. Uh, maybe some player that's – uh, come out kind of hot that wasn't expected to and trade him for T. Higgins because I think with Joe Burrow getting back healthy, that offense looking better, I think T. Higgins is going to look really nice uh, this weekend if he gets to go. Uh, next going to be Mike Evans with a hamstring injury. I haven't heard that before. Uh, just kidding. Uh, he's had multiple hamstring injuries over his career. I mean, I'd bet money every time I hear – if you'd ask me – yeah, what kind of I can guess what kind of my injury Mike Evans had? I'd have said hamstring and heartbeat. And uh, anyway, he was dealing with it right at the end, uh, right before his bye week. Heard it right at the end of their game before their bye week last week. Came out of their bye week and did not practice on Wednesday, which was a little alarming, uh, especially coming off that bye. But he got in a limited practice today. So maybe they were just still conserving his reps just a little bit, kind of trying to keep him healthy. Given his history, uh, I would definitely be watching his practice schedule for tomorrow to see how he reacted to practice today. Uh, but given that he got a limited practice in, I would think he'd be trending to playing. But he might not be 100%. So we'll just have to see on that. Uh, next will be Jameer Gibbs, who actually had a hamstring injury that happened on Friday during practice last week, ended up getting ruled out last week on Saturday. Well, this week, did not practice on Wednesday, did not practice today on Thursday. Um, and honestly, that doesn't sound good at all, and I would be shocked if Jameer Gibbs plays on Sunday. Uh, that's just me personally. So, man, look for David Montgomery to get a big workload again. Uh, next, a couple more big ones that uh, have a huge effect on their offense as far as players. Uh, Devin A. Chain got put on the IR for a knee injury and will miss at least the next four weeks, if not more. And James Conner also, for Arizona, put on IR with a knee injury and will miss at least four weeks. So if they're missing four weeks, guys, I'm not going to talk about them each week, but the week before they're eligible to come back, I will go for an update just to kind of let y'all know where we stand on them. So you won't hear about A-Chain or Connor or Jefferson for at least the next three weeks, and then the week before they can come back, I'll update y'all on their situation. Uh, next will be Miles Sanders. Should, with a shoulder injury, uh, honestly, He's got to be running out of body parts to get injured. I mean, he's had multiple different types of injuries already this year, which is kind of crazy and a little disappointing and alarming. But uh, he did not practice on Wednesday, did not practice today on Thursday. Last couple weeks, it was a groin injury. Now it's a shoulder injury. 
Um, and honestly, they have a bye week coming up next week. So it would, with him not practicing for two days in a row, would not shock me if they held him out this weekend. Then they had a bye week and try to get him fresh and have him come back after their bye. Uh, and that's Miles Sanders. Uh, this one just popped up today. Actually wasn't even on this uh, injury report until just uh, a little bit ago. I was going through refreshing over some of my injuries right before the pod. Sam Laporta sat out of practice, did not practice today. He practiced full yesterday, did not practice today due to a calf injury. Okay. Sam Laporta did not practice due to a calf injury today. Honestly, sounds like he either injured it at the end of practice yesterday or training or beginning of practice today. I don't know. But the fact that he showed up on a Thursday with a new injury in the middle of the week is not bode well for his chance especially if he does not practice on Friday. I would not expect to have Sam Laporta out there if that's the case. But keep an eye on his practice regimen and see if he practices tomorrow on Friday. Uh, another one, Anthony Richardson with a shoulder injury, placed on IR with a, a grade three AC joint sprain, which is a pretty nasty sprain. They're saying anywhere from four to eight weeks minimum for Anthony Richardson to miss, uh, which is a very wide range. But uh, being placed on IR, it's going to be at least four weeks. So look for Gardner Minshew in there. And honestly, I think those wide receivers get a little bit of a boost. Uh, Next going to be Khalil Herbert with a high ankle sprain on Thursday night football last week. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. As we know with high ankle sprains, it's normally at least a two- to three-week absence. Um, he stated that he would be fine uh, after after the game and at the beginning of practice, being the week of practice, but he hadn't practiced this week yet. So I don't think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to miss a couple weeks. And if Roshan Johnson comes back, I like him a lot. If not, it's going to be the Dante Foreman show. Um, and then last but certainly not least, we got Deshaun Watson with a shoulder injury. And uh, it says a bruised shoulder. Uh, I, I don't know what that means, but he didn't play last week, sat out of practice uh, so far this week, and then they just announced a little bit ago that they completely expect Deshaun Watson to sit uh, for this week and just let him rest and heal up. So that's pretty much going to wrap up our uh, our injury segment there, and uh, we're about to get started on our start-sit sleepers all right, look who's joining us, Josh Williams, the original Dirty Boot Boy, getting in right on time for our start-sit-sleepers part. Uh, we've already covered our injuries, Josh, and we're going to go ahead and start off with our starts at quarterback. So uh, who do you got Who do you got starting at quarterback this week for us, Josh? I got old Matthew Stafford starting. Oh, how did uh, I not see that coming? He, uh... Of course, everybody knows he got Cooper Cup back. Oh, and yes, he, he did. He'll make any quarterback better. Yep. Uh, and now he has two really good wide receivers in Cup and Nakua. Uh, yep. And then third option with Atwell, he's still a, a pretty mm-hmm. good third option. Uh, he's coming off his first multi-touchdown game of the year. Uh, he has a great matchup against uh, the uh, Cardin. Yep. Arizona? Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. Yep. They uh, – who have allowed the fourth most uh, passing yards and the sixth most touchdowns in the NFL. Yep. 
they've had a difficult schedule so far, but they're finally getting some teams with good matchups. Uh, I expect Stafford to uh, have possibly his best week yep. of the uh, of the year so far uh, this week. Uh, I like him a lot. And he's still yep. out there. Yep, I know. And, uh, I know on waivers and a lot really of leagues. agree. And uh, I'll be honest, he was my sleeper this week, Josh. And I'll tell you, all, he was ranked pretty high, and I was really shocked he was ranked as high as he was because typically when they rank, they haven't been ranking him or really some of the guys that aren't as owned as much as he is uh, as high as he is ranked this week. So that shows goes to tell you right now they think a lot of him this week. But so that's why I put him as my sleeper because I think he's only owned in like, man, let me double check this, but I, I want to say it's like 40% of leagues or something like that. Let me just double check. Crazy. Here we are. 49 Especially with buys. With buys started. 49% of leagues right now. And a uh, little bit of information I had on him as my sleeper, and then I, w- I won't talk about it in my sleeper part. But uh, for like exactly like I said, he got Cooper Cup back. But the last two weeks, he's had at least 20 points in the last two weeks. This week, he gets Arizona 27th against quarterback in Arizona. And they've given up an average of 26.2 points a game to quarterbacks. Last week, they gave up 37 points to Joe Burrow. And you could almost argue that the as bad as Burrow's been playing, and Stafford's been playing a little bit better here lately, but he's got a pretty solid wide receiver core like Joe Burrow has, a decent running game with Kyron Williams. Uh, I, like Joe, I like Matthew Stafford a lot against Arizona this week. I really think this could be a shootout game with Arizona. Um, you know, Arizona's been able to put up some points. Uh, the Rams' defense has been not that great. So, but, yeah, I like Stafford a lot as uh, as your start there, Josh. And then uh, going on over to Clay's start, because I got Clay's picks here. Clay is starting Geno Smith. Um, and I can tell you, I've got Geno as a sit this week. So, uh, I'm going to look up <laughs> – I'm going to look up some stuff and see if I can find some reasoning on this for uh, for Clay here. I get Geno's coming off a bye, uh, which is good, uh, typically. But he's going up against uh, Cincinnati defense that has been pretty stingy against quarterbacks uh, for the most part. The last couple, the last three weeks, Cincinnati has not allowed 15 points or more like they've held quarterbacks to 14.7 points or less the last three weeks. And those quarterbacks were Stafford, uh, Tannehill, and Dobbs. So not world beaters at quarterback by any means. Uh, definitely probably not Geno Smith caliber. But they're still being pretty stingy uh, with quarterbacks the last three weeks. And honestly, it seems like the way to beat Cincinnati's on the ground so I feel like this is going to be more of a Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet game, which is why I have Geno Smith as a sit. Um, but I guess uh, Clay's thinking that Geno's going to come off his bye strong. Um, you know, he's been a little lackluster so far this year, to say the least. Um, and But it's also at Cincinnati, which is another reason I didn't really like it too much. Uh, but you know, that's that's Clay, who Clay's got as uh, his start this week. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about him as why I have him as my sit, and then we'll skip him when we get to that point. Uh, but he honestly, he was banged up going into his bye with a knee injury. We seen, uh, we seen Drew Locke come in for a little bit in that last game. 
he was a full go at practice, so it seems like that he's pretty much over that knee injury. But to me, it seems like, it, it, you know, even even with that thought there, and what if he gets banged up a little bit? I don't know. I'd like to see him play first before I know if he's fully over that knee injury. But also, he has only scored more than 17 points once this year out of four weeks. Um, and Cincinnati's defense is 13th against the quarterback. And they've only allowed – they haven't allowed, you know, like I said, more than 14 points the last three weeks. So, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not a fan of Geno. Clay likes him. We'll see what happens this week, uh, honestly. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah. real big on him this week either. I would have yeah. definitely not had him as a start. Uh, uh, the only thing I can see is maybe he's thinking it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Because I feel like uh, – Cincinnati's Bengals, playing well. Yep. Yeah, they're getting back to the yep. Bengals we thought they were going to be. Right. Yep. And Burrow's getting healthy. That's right. So, so. I mean – they're going to probably have to throw to keep up, yep. and his and his weapons are healthy now. So. But they run the, but, they've been running the ball really well with Kenneth Walker, and I think they can be successful at that. Uh, I think so, it's going to be a Kenneth Walker game myself. I, That's I do. What I, I think it's going to be him and Charbonnet. I think both yeah. of them. I think you can play Charbonnet to flex this week, no problem. Well, uh, I think too you got to you got to try to slow down the Bengals, yeah. and I think you have to do it by running the ball. I agree. Uh, I actually, and I put a little caveat here. I didn't list this guy, and I did get word, and I talked about him injuries, but I had Deshaun Watson. I was going to put him as a sit uh, because of his injury and the matchup and everything, but then we got word right before the pod that he will not play this week. So, uh, I Well, was I was wondering that why that line yep. for the 49ers yeah. changed so much because it was uh, like yeah. – 200, like minus yep. 200, which I thought was kind of crazy playing the 49ers, and then it jumped to minus 400. I'm like, yep. something something yep. changed. Deshaun Watson was ruled out. So, yep. Uh, but I'm, anyway, so, uh, yep, that's uh, that's Clay's start and my sit. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and jump on into my start, which is the opposite quarterback in that Seattle-Cincinnati game, Joe Burrow. Um, I think he's back. I mean, yep. last week he looked – he said he was the healthiest he's felt. No setback. Uh, and he, he looked found, He found Jamar Chase again because he's always open, and he literally was. I think somebody – I heard a stat. It was just it was crazy to me. So, Jamar Chase had 15 catches. On those 15 catches, he was like – so, supposedly they have like – they have – degrees of openness for when you catch the ball and you have like you have like like covered like partially open or something like that then you have open you have wide open right on 15 catches all 15 were either open or wide open and nobody was within like I think it has to do with within player defensive players within a certain range and I think open is defensive players within five yards so nobody was within five yards of Chase for all fifteen catches. That's crazy. It was something like that. They were talking about that stat. I, the I can't best wide receiver which... on the field, and nobody's guarding him. Yeah. Well, like he said, he's always open. Uh, but I don't yeah. think that changes any because Seattle's the twenty-third ranked defense against the quarterback this year. Uh, they've allowed at least twenty, an average of twenty-two point nine fantasy points each game and they've allowed 30 points in two of their la oh, two of their four games this week this year um and uh 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And honestly, I think it's a better chance than not that Joe Burrow puts up 30 again. Um, so I like Joe Burrow a lot as a start this week. So I like him a lot yep. too. I was actually going to put him down, but I said, I know Derek's going to put him. So yeah, man, left I, it alone. I, I, yeah, man. It's, it's kind of crazy. We've been doing this for a year and I could almost, I could almost pick like, you know, I just kind of see it coming with one of us. Like we just, like there's just certain people that just stick out when you're looking at numbers and, and opponents and everything. And that's how I go through and I pick my guys, but then I see some of the more obvious and I'm just like, yeah, but one of the guys picks those too. So, you know, and very rarely is there somebody that I think that, and I don't pick them. And then we don't talk about them. Like I, out of us, when there's three of us doing it, I, I really am trying to think of people that I don't pick because I think somebody else will, and then we don't talk about them. Like I, I don't, I don't think that happens hardly at all. Well, you know, uh, Burrow done this same thing last year. Started yeah. out slow the yeah. first couple of games, and then from about midpoint on, he was lights out the rest and, of the year. And, and I I'll feel be, like the same thing's going to happen. And I'll be honest, if there's somebody in your league that you know maybe they think that this is the best he's going to be, like after last week, try to see if you can trade for him. I actually had a trade for him in one in a dynasty league, but it was too much. Uh, it, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it was. Uh, they were offering me uh, Joe Burrow and uh, who was the wide receiver? Chris Godwin and uh, oh Evan Ingram. It was Joe Burrow, Chris Godwin, and Evan Ingram for Justin Fields and AJ Brown. And this is a dynasty league, not a keeper. Like, this is where you keep the whole team for as long as forever. And I was like, I can't give up the youth of Justin Fields and A.J. Brown. I mean, I love Joe Burrow. I do. But, man, like, I I just couldn't give up the youth because Chris Godwin's 27 and Evan Ingram's like 28. And uh, I was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I had to pass on it. But uh, if that guy's Well, A.J. Brown has been – Killing it this year, too. Well, that's true, too. And, and I was hesitant with that a little bit because he had his mixed games last year, but he has really stepped it up. His chemistry with uh, Joe, with uh, with uh, Jalen Hurts has really shown through this year. What's well, the second uh, year, you know, with yeah. him, too? Yeah. Makes so, a big difference. But anyway, so I like Joe Burrow. Uh, who do you got at a sit since I already talked about my sit? And uh, we'll get okay, to – Okay, I got uh, that. His well, this may be uh may not be popular uh, yeah. around here. We got Derek Carr. Yeah, as I said, I can see uh, it. First of all, he's not really had very good numbers this year. Um, and even after this week, having his first multi touchdown game, he only had 183 yards, so he yep. still didn't even have a great numbers. Yep. Uh, he's going up against the Texas defense that has been stingy against quarterbacks so far. Uh, only allowing 238 passing yards yep. per game and only three passing touchdowns in five games this year. Yep. Plus, he's not – we all know he's still not 100% healthy, still dealing yeah. with that shoulder. That's right. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, yeah. I like the in this game. game. Could be a field goal game, really, yeah. I feel like Houston. I feel like they go – yeah, you're right. Yep. I feel like they're going to go Kamara a lot in this game. Yeah. Uh so, uh, I like I want, it. I, mean, I want them to win, but yeah. I don't well, like him going. And that's what game. you can say. He might not be the best fantasy quarterback, but you know what? When he plays, the Saints win. 
for the most yeah. part. And he don't make mistakes, a whole lot of mistakes. He he really don't, man. I mean, he's got two interceptions on the year so far, one fumble, so three turnovers total. You know, and as much as he's been getting hit, that's a miracle. You know, honestly, it's a miracle that he's only got three turnovers all year. And, uh, I mean, if he's winning, his pass percentage – uh, he's only got below 62 per completion percentage once, and that was the Carolina game. Um, but he normally stays anywhere from 62 to 70% completion percentage, which is what you want. And uh, it's not elite, elite, but it's still good. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I don't care if he's a good fantasy quarterback or not as long as we win with him. I'll yeah, he's, he's a game manager. But I mean, I we can do say it. Think I, I do think he gets better, though. The more comfortable he gets in the offense, the better the offensive line gets. I think he gets better. Uh, well, then that know. shoulder gets it's healthy. He gets healthy, too. That's, That's going right. to So, But, uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that sit. And then, like we talked about, mine was Geno Smith. And then Clay has old Brock Purdy. This is bold because I looked at Brock Purdy. Well, he that's does my not sleeper. Have, he does not have a good matchup. But – you know, I heard somebody say a stat the other day that Brock Purdy's averaging like two points less a game than CMC. Okay. And it's like, do you sit CMC? Knock us. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I mean, I just, yeah, the dude's only got less than 20, 20 something points once this year. And that was against the Rams. He had 14. But other than that, the last two, the last three weeks, he's averaging like, and it's like twenty six points a game, and uh, that was against Dallas and the Giants uh, in Arizona, which Arizona's been okay. Dude, check out this completion percentage against Arizona, right? Twenty for twenty one. Twenty one. Yep. Two eighty three and a touchdown, and two carries for and one for rushing touch, and he's getting some rushing touchdowns. So. I'm sorry, Clay. I'm not trying to bash your sit by any means because they are playing against Cleveland at Cleveland, so you're not going to get the best weather this time of the year in Cleveland now. Um, and Cleveland's only allowing 14.6 points a game to quarterbacks. Uh, but last week they gave up 32 points to Lamar Jackson, uh, who's a rushing quarterback, but they let Lamar complete 15 of 19 for 186 and two touchdowns. So... Got to think that I feel like the 49ers offense is better than Baltimore's, and I feel like Brock Purdy's probably a better passer than Lamar Jackson. I hate to tell Clay that, but uh, now a better complete quarterback, I don't know because he doesn't run the ball that much, but he's definitely, to me, a better passer. Uh, And he's the number nine quarterback on the year so far, and he's got weapons out the wazoo. But it's at Cleveland, number six team. Uh, outside, not probably going to be great weather. So I see what you're doing there, Clay. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, I'd have to go more on the sleeper side with Josh. So, Josh, you want to talk about him since he's your sleeper? You want to go and talk about him? I, I do. Um, yeah. And it, it's hard to call this guy a sleeper now, but, yeah, you know, people still don't seem to believe in him. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. Oh, like uh, I said, he's, he's a top 10 guy right now. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, According to, uh, you know, people still not buying into it, but, I mean, his finishes in yep. fantasy every week mm-hmm. are are up there, you know, top 10, top 15 every week. 
Uh, he's playing uh, – last week when he played against the Cowboys defense, he threw for four touchdowns. Now, yeah. everybody thought last week, Cowboys, he won't do nothing. Look what he does, four touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he's excelling in this 49ers offense, and it seems like, I mean, it's just a per- – the Shanahan's system is just perfect for him. Yep. Uh, Cleveland is a tough matchup, yep. but I believe uh, in Purdy and the 49ers and all the weapons he has – yeah, uh, I, I I just I, I almost uh, think he's matchup proof at this point. I gotta agree with you. I don't I don't think with his weapons and and Kyle Shanahan calling those plays, I don't think you sit Brock Purdy unless he starts. He has a like he has a string of bad games. Like even if he has one bad game, I I, I don't think you sit him. I really don't. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, Clay's calling it. Hey, you know what? Maybe Clay's got a crystal ball we don't know about. He's reading the, reading the tea leaves. Uh, so, but he's your he's your sleeper, and he's Clay's sit. Man, a lot of controversy on start sit sleepers. I wish Clay was on here. Uh, but I know he's uh, you know what? sweating bullets right now. I think you know, in maybe two or three years, you know, we're talking about him as well, maybe a top five. Somebody made made the comparison, which he doesn't throw as much. But it is no. awfully eerily – it's eerily scary how similar his emergence and the whole – everything it is the same as him and Tom Brady. And, and the GOAT, yep. Uh, somebody else said that on a show, and I said, you know what? That's pretty crazy because he mean, got in there. thought as, about that myself. You know. As an you know, injury replacement and just kind of took the, took the reins and ran with it. Made a playoff run. The defense has been the strength of the team, kind of. But, you know, he's got the weapons like Brady did. The coach like Brady did, kind of, to, to an extent, you know, with Parcells when he was there. Uh, man, I, yeah, I don't. Well, shoot. I can say that Mr. Irrelevant is far from yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. So, but, uh, yeah, so. Uh, I, I get that. And then uh, who'd you have for a sit there? Did we talk about We didn't talk about Yeah, we sit, talked about we? mine. Derek Carr was my sit. Oh, yeah, okay. I was about to say, man, see, it's we got so turn. many crossovers. Well, Geno Smith was mine. So okay, that's well, why we I was like, we got so many crossovers. So, that's why I was so like, what's I Clay Sleeper? Was. Clay Sleeper is Bryce Young. Yep. So Clay Sleeper is Bryce Young. And uh, – I can see it. You know, he kind of came on last week, uh, looked a lot better, had the best week, I believe. Yeah, had the best week of the year so far last week. 25 for 41 against a pretty tough Detroit defense at Detroit. 247, three touchdowns. Now, he had two picks, so he needs to clean that up a little bit. But you give him those four points back. We're looking at 28 points last week against a, a top 10 defense in Detroit. And um, who was it? And Bryce Young called him elite before he played that game, giving him mad respect, you know. Now he gets a Miami defense. It's middle-of-the-pack defense, honestly, this year. But a good chance that they're going to be trailing in this game. Uh, Miami's 24th against the quarterback so far, allowing 24 points on average to quarterbacks this year so far. Uh, Last week they held, you know, Daniel Jones to 12 points – Last week, but honestly, the way Daniel Jones has been playing this year, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Um, and uh, but Denver, they gave up 18 to Russell Wilson. 
Uh, I'll be honest, I, I feel like that's kind of what we're probably expecting, 18 to 20 from Bryce Young. But with quarterbacks being on by, uh, a couple tough matchups this week. Uh, if you're in a mind, I think you could do worse than picking up Bryce Young and starting him. And I'll be honest, he's got more weapons at wide receiver than people realize. Uh, well, I mean, a little foreshadowing, um, yeah. my my start uh, might might depend on how uh, Bryce Young plays yeah, for and, my wide receiver mine, start. And then you probably have the same guy that I do. Uh, yeah, well, we because, have to. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you got Thielam, you got Chark, you got Mingo, you got Terrence Marshall. Those four guys right there are all playmakers. Uh, so I, I mean, yeah, I could I could get down with your sleeper there, uh, Clay. Well, I sure. just feel like they're probably if Miami does what they've been doing, that's right. They're going to jump out to about a two touchdown lead, and they're going to throw yep. the ball the rest of the game. That's right. So, and then you had Brock Purdy as your sleeper, and then uh, yep. I had Matthew Stafford as my sleeper, who we've already talked about. So. Those are some guys that uh that we like a lot uh, at sleepers, and then that pretty much wraps up our quarterback our quarterback uh segment on starts at sleepers, which is kind of crazy because we're jumping all over the place. But uh, we're gonna go and roll on into our running backs. So who do you got starting at running back this week? Uh, there, Josh. I have Raheem Mostert. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, he's back. Do. He's back to the Dolphins yeah, number is. one with a chain on IR. Uh, yep. We all know what he can do when he gets the chance. Uh, he he was a he has a five point three eight yard per carry for his career. Yep, which is the fourth most in an NFL history among running backs with three hundred plus carries. I thought that was crazy. Yep, fourth most in the history. Um. And the Panthers' defense ranks 26th uh, against the run. So, he's getting a pretty good matchup. Uh, but the Dolphins have been able to run the ball on everybody this year, no matter yeah. what the defense is. Um, they're allowing 4.9 yards per carry. If yeah. they're allowing 4.9 yards per carry and he averages 4.38, yeah. I- I'm expecting some, some big runs from – from him this week. And I'll, I'll be honest, Josh. I'm trying to figure out how in the world he's ranked 10th. Uh, oh, I know. That's... I mean, you got him ranked behind Josh Jacobs. I know Josh Jacobs going against New England, but New England's at least the 22nd ranked run defense, and Josh Jacobs has been terrible. Mostert's got a 50-point game for Pete's sake, and you got him listed after Jacobs, and Mostert's about to take over the backfield again. I mean, he's Mostert about to have might him. have another fifty-point game this week. To be and honest, and then and then you got him listed behind Etn, who came. He's coming off a good game, and he's been very good. But I mean, other than his thirty-eight-point game last week, the dude had ten, seventeen, and six the three games before, and he's going up against the Indianapolis defense that's twentieth ranked. But they've been better than people realize at the run, except for the last two weeks. Uh, well, even with a chain in there, I mean, he was a still a, a, yeah. a start starting running back, a one or a two running back. Yeah. I mean, he's had uh, touchdowns in four of the five, last five games. Yeah. Uh, and that was another thing I seen. Um, a chain ran like a four point two. I mean, we all know he's fast. Yeah. But Mostert's right behind him with the four point three. Yep. So That's right. I mean, and, he yep. he's just. 
he's one of the fastest yeah. behind you know his teammate uh, running backs in the league. And, and I don't I'll, know if they're factoring in the chance yeah. of Jeff Wilson possibly coming in and taking some carries, but he he's not going to take any more carries than a chain. Yeah. And I don't think he's taking that many if he even plays. I will be honest. I don't think Jeff Wilson plays. You know I don't why? think he plays this week. No, because they have they he's practicing, but they have not activated him off the IR. And I yeah. think if they felt confident he was going to play, unless they're trying to play some kind of magic smoke show, I think they would have already activated him off the IR. And I I really feel like it's going to be Mostert, and then it's going to be some kind of combination of uh, Savan Ahmed and Chris Brooks behind him, and it's going to be mainly Mostert. And I, I think this is a huge game. Uh, and, man, I, 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 I'm gonna, I've already traded Mostert in the league. I had him. But if he goes off and you can trade Mostert for somebody that's doing really well right now, I trade him. Like, I, man, if – like – just say somebody like Kamara comes out, has a bad game, and somebody will trade you Kamara for him, do it. Don't even think what? twice. Because, uh, I, I mean, I just feel like it's just a matter of time till he goes down. But he's going to be yeah. money till he goes down. But when he goes down, uh, yeah, and Jeff, well, when Jeff Wilson comes back, it's going to be more of a timeshare than it was. It's still going to be the Mostert show. But I think it's going to be a 50 50 show, uh, you know. And Mostert can produce, but he's still got to be yeah. healthy, you know. He's, I mean, he's producing with a chain. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I like that pick a lot for sure. Um, and then uh, Clay has as his start at running back, the same guy that I have starting at running back is old Joe Mixon. So, Clay, I, I like that pick a lot. And I, as y'all can tell, I'm high on Cincinnati against Seattle this week because I really feel like Cincinnati is uh, – I, I don't know. They just figured it out last week. And, I, I mean, I guess the old adage goes, they go as their quarterback goes. And Joe Burrow figured it out. And next thing you know, they look like they're ready to light the world on fire. So, uh, But honestly, and like I just said, this pick has a lot more to do with Joe Burrow coming back and looking good than it does really with the matchup or Joe Mixon. Because when Joe Burrow looking, it looks good like he does right now, that box is not going to be stacked against Joe Mixon. Not like it has been. And Seattle is the 19th-ranked defense against a running back. They're giving up an average of 22 points a game to running backs so far. And we all know there ain't no other running backs really getting carries at all on this team. So it's going to be Joe Mixon you know, running the show for them. And not only that, but Mixon only has one touchdown so far this year, all year, one touchdown. You cannot tell me there's not positive regression coming for Joe Mixon. Not to mention that Joe Burrow ain't probably looking at that stat like, we got to get my boy Joe a touchdown. So I, I like I like, I like Joe Mixon a lot this week uh, at home, and they're at home. Uh, so if it's kind of cool, if the weather's changing there in Seattle, if it's kind of nasty, they're going to run the ball. And, uh, and I think, I just think, I think Cincinnati in general has a good game. I'm not saying they're not going to pass it either. I think Cincinnati in general has a good game. And like we talked earlier, I think there's a good chance it's going to be a shootout. So, uh, yeah, I like Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow, the Joes start the Joes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yep. Clay and I both with Joe Mixon as starts. 
And uh, we'll go ahead and roll right on in our sits at running back. Who are you sitting at running back there, Josh? Uh, I'm sitting Rashad White. Uh, yeah. Other than week, other than week two against the Bears, White hasn't done much in fantasy yep. this year, and he's going up against the Lions defense that has allowed yep. only 248 yards total yep. and through five games, which equals yep. 49.6 yards per game and only two touchdowns on the year so it's not a good matchup Mm -mm. he's not been running the ball well well i mean i say that he's getting about about, he's he's getting the volume he's getting the volume though to be able to be i mean there's some games where he didn't even break 50 and he's touched the ball 15 to 17 times he's had some tough matchups josh if you go and look at his match this one's a tough one too i know and that's what i'm (laughs) saying he's had some tough matchups and there was some analysts talking that you should be trying to trade for rashad white because it's going to open up for him towards the second half of the season and there's a lot of people that are going to be kind of down on him but his usage is through the roof and they're they're winning games. They're moving the ball, so he's going to keep having opportunity. They're hanging on to the ball. Their defense is better than people thought, uh, so they're getting more possessions. But uh, but I I do agree with you. Another really tough matchup. I looked at him real hard. It break it hurts me because I've got him. I mean, he's my RB two in a league, and I'm going to start him because my other option is Damian Pierce, and I feel like he's probably got a better chance to catch some balls and have a productive day than Damian Pierce does. Um, but I completely get it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have him in a league, and I've sit him for the last yeah. several weeks. I, but I really, he, yeah. he's probably my fifth best running back on that team. Yeah. I'm well, I went, I went wide receiver heavy in that draft. I've got Keenan Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Garrett Wilson. And uh, obviously Garrett Wilson didn't really pan out, and then uh, and then after that I drafted Justin Herbert, and uh, so yeah I, I didn't go running back till fifth, sixth, seventh round, and I got him in one of those, and then my other running back in that one's David Montgomery, so he's obviously my one. He worked out, but Rashad White, Damian, I got Rashad White, Damian Pierce, and Cam Akers, and uh, it's like yeah, you know, roll the dice. I've been starting Damian Pierce, but, man, New Orleans defense looked good last week, and I just – I can't start a running back against them after what they did to Ramondre Stevenson last week and Ezekiel Elliott. So, I'm going to – I'm going to sit Damian Pierce this week. I might regret it if he falls in the end zone. But I think Rashad White at least gets some passing volume, and I feel like even if he doesn't – you know, if he goes 15 for 50 – Maybe if he catches four or five passes and gets me ten points, I'll be happy with that. You know. Well, have have the Saints give up a touchdown to a running back? They, I don't Prob- think they have. Uh, hang on, and I'll tell you, probably not. Because I so the odds put, that have him falling in the end zone is probably unlikely. No, they have not. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah, they only gave up forty-five yards last week to New England combined. Yeah. For all of them. They haven't given up 100 yards on the ground yet. They gave up 90 to Tennessee, and that was that was the most. So, yeah, they're, they're not Derrick somebody – Yeah, they're not somebody you want to start against. At least the Lions have given up two touchdowns to Seattle on the ground, but that was the only game they gave up a touchdown to a running back. So, they haven't given up one in the last three, three games. So, and they're averaging – they're giving up – they've given up 
less than six points the last two weeks, and that was Green Bay and Carolina. Now, Carolina, I understand, which Green Bay didn't have Aaron Jones, so that skewed a little bit, but still, that Lions defense is good. And I, I'm glad to see it, man. I'm pulling for the Lions. I'm a New Orleans yeah, fan. Well, I like but, I like but the man, Lions, too. I, I, can't, I can't help but root for a franchise that's pretty much been pretty poor their whole entirety of existence. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm pulling for them big time. So, uh, as long as they don't play the Saints in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, then, yeah, I'm good. So, anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Rashad White hurts, but I'm going to start him. Uh, but I do completely agree with that sit. And then uh, Clay has Jerome Ford as a sit. Man, it's so funny. We were just talking about sits and people I looked at. And I looked at Rashad White. And I did. I looked at Damian Pierce, too, which I already threw him in there. But I also looked at Jerome Ford. And uh, look at us talking about these cats. And uh, honestly, Jerome Ford's a little banged up right now. Uh, and he practiced in full today. But he sat earlier with a knee injury. And they've been managing this knee injury. But honestly, he's going up against San Fran, uh, which, you know, he's coming off a bye. But he's going up against San Fran, and we all know what they can do. But even before San Fran, like, he averaged 2.9 yards a carry against Baltimore, 1.8 yards a carry against Tennessee. And he's been getting some catches, but that's about the only thing he's been getting. And he got saved by a couple touchdowns against Tennessee. Otherwise, it wouldn't even been close. And uh, could this turn into more of a Kareem Hunt game? Maybe man, him being you know, banged up, I, I dropped they get behind, him. they need to throw the ball, they put him out there to make some plays in the. I dropped him over the bye because I needed some spots to fill in for some injuries, and I'm thinking about trying to find room for him on my bench just in case he starts to take over here. Uh, but you know, looking at the 49ers, the 49ers have not allowed. 60 yards to a running back yet. 60 yards, Josh. They've only yeah. allowed two touchdowns. And they've went up against the Rams, the Giants. Now, the Giants didn't have Barkley, I don't think. That might have been the game he got hurt. Uh, James Conner and Arizona. Tony Pollard and Dallas. All right? And have not allowed 60 yards to a running back yet. So, well, I think part of that too, though, is man, they've been up so big in these games. They, that everybody's had to go away pass. from the run. Yep. And yeah. honestly, I could see that happening again against Cleveland. So, oh yeah, especially uh, with their quarterback out. Yep. So I like I like that sit a lot. And then uh, my sit at running back is another one that I was contemplating with, but uh, that's Brian Robinson Jr., who really hasn't been doing as much the last couple weeks. Uh, as he, he started out a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, honestly he was ranked a little bit higher. I mean, he's ranked right behind Jonathan Taylor this week. And I don't even, I'm not saying I expect Jonathan Taylor to do a lot, but man. All right. So Ryan Robinson's the 15th ranked running back in fantasy so far this year. But honestly, that all came over the the first two weeks. And then ever since the, after the first two weeks, he has not eclipsed 13 points. And two of those weeks, he didn't even eclipse nine points. But the last three weeks, and also the last three weeks, he's only averaging like 12 carries a game. 
He had six carries last week against Chicago when he should have been running the ball all over the place. Now they were playing. Well, they got they got down big early though, and And I think that's what's happened. You know, they played really well the first couple of games, and they could run the ball because they were up in those games. Now the last few games, their offense hasn't played that great, or I guess their defense actually. Well, because they're giving up a lot of points. He averaged one point seven yards a carry last week against Chicago, which was skewed because he didn't run the ball a lot. But he only six for ten. But then at Philadelphia, who is supposed to be able, actually, actually, it's a pretty tough run defense. I lied. They're uh, you're supposed to be able to pass against them. Sorry, but uh, he averaged three point two against them. But he fell in the end zone for a touchdown, which kind of saved his day. Uh, but this week, he gets the number one run defense in fantasy, Josh, in Atlanta. And a lot of people don't realize how good they have been against the run. Oh, yeah, they're good. They've only given up an average of 12 points a game to the uh, running backs. And we all know that Brian Robinson splits time with Antonio Gibson to the tune of about a 60-40, maybe a 55-45 split. And if they're only giving up a total of 12 points a game on average, I don't like the odds of him putting up 10 or better. Uh, Well, another thing about Atlanta, too, they're going to run the ball and they're going to slow you down when yep. they have the ball on offense. That's so you're exactly not going right. to get near as many touches yep. because they're not going to have the ball near as much. Yep. So anyway, yeah, I, I don't like Brad Robson at all this week. Um, and man, it, I just feel like there's better running backs out there that have a better chance to get you 10 or more points. And I feel like, uh, and I kind of feel like 10 points is, it's like his ceiling this week against Atlanta at best, and uh, I don't I don't know if he gets to that. So, uh, but that's that's my sit. And uh, let's go ahead and get on in our sleepers at running back. Who do you got sleeping at running back there, Josh? So, actually, there was two guys I've been tossing yeah. around. Uh, one of them uh, was Rashad Johnson, but yep. I don't know that he's going to play because yep. of the concussion. I liked him because. He's been he sit behind B. John Robinson at yep. Texas. Mm-hmm. Then he's come into the NFL. He sit behind Khalil Herbert. He finally gets his chance. And I just feel like he's gonna have a pretty good yep. game. But I didn't pick him because I wasn't sure if yeah. he's gonna play. Uh, I'm I'm right there. I had him. I looked at him. I almost picked him, but I think he's gonna be in concussion protocol and I don't think he's gonna make it out because he didn't so he practice. Did, he didn't practice today. If he don't practice no, tomorrow, he he's probably not playing. He didn't practice yesterday or today at all, non-participant. So The only thing is he had a Thursday night game last week, so yep. he's had more days. Yep. So he actually could come back where, you know, most of them they don't want him to come back with yeah. the next game, but yeah, man, he had a couple extra a days. Yeah. But normally so, those guys are already practicing. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. the fact that he's not, uh, I don't now – do I think he's got a chance to possibly take over when he does come back? I absolutely do because Khalil Herbert's got a high ankle sprain. So yep. he Multiple said weeks. he was he said he felt good, but then he ain't practiced at all this week. And we all know high ankle sprains are like two to three weeks minimum. So if you give Rashawn Johnson, say, two weeks of that whole backfield, I don't know if he gives it back to Khalil Herbert. Uh, I yep. mean, if, at least a more of a timeshare, but yeah. So I, I like that pick a lot. I'm honestly disappointed that he doesn't get to take advantage of this week with Herbert out, but I think it's coming. 
and I think he's going to take over eventually. Yeah. So, I, I, so I who was like your real sleeper? Uh, yeah, sorry. So um, I went with uh, it's kind of with Amari De Mercado. Yep. I think that's how you say his name. Yep. Uh, he's uh, the rookie out of TCU playing for Arizona. He played 100% of the snaps after Connor went down. Yep. Uh, I know Keontae Ingram could take some snaps away if he's clear to play, but I don't know that he's going to play this week. Plus, he had a neck injury. Yep. Neck injuries and running backs. Not good They're not just going to throw him. Even if he nope. plays, I just don't think he's going to do – a whole no. lot to take too much away with that neck injury. And he's one hit away from being right back on the sideline if yep. he does play. That's right. Uh, you know, if nothing more than just a volume play with this guy because he's yeah. going to get the touches, uh, I think it's a great streamer option. for. He for also catches that. the ball well out of the backfield. And if that's one thing we do know about Arizona, they will throw the ball to their running back. And, yep, they uh, will. I, I like that pick a lot. I honestly – Thought about he was one that I was looking at as well, and uh, but and they're going up against the Rams, who's kind of a tough run defense. But what do you do to combat a tough run defense? Screen plays, check downs to your running back, throw the ball to him in space. Um, and I feel like he's got a good chance to do that. Also, man, I watched Keontae Ingram play last year. I had James Conner on several teams. I use this. I was talking to a buddy about this earlier today. I had him on several teams last year, and I picked up Keontae Ingram to start whenever Ingram went down a couple times last year. And he did okay because he scored some touchdowns. But he was crazy inefficient. He looked slow and just not that explosive or athletic. I'll be honest. He looked like a fullback kind of. I'll be honest. And uh, I I really feel like that – wow, sorry. Just to uh, put a pause right here just on that. So, the Phillies just won on a check swing called by the first baseman for the third round. Yeah. All right. So, the Phillies just eliminated the Braves. I'm sorry, Clay and Chance. Okay. So, there's some dirty boot boys crying right now. On a check. But, (laughs) all right. So, don't get me wrong. I'm all about the check swing. The guy called it down there. But man, on the the final out of an elimination game, and it wasn't too that on. obvious. It was too not on. that obvious. I think you gotta. I think you gotta let that go, Josh. I think you gotta. I think you gotta let that go because it was not that obvious of a check swing. Like I seen him do it, and I was not a hundred percent convinced. Like most times, yeah. you can tell when that bat breaks I, a plane. I'm letting that easy. go because and, it. it, it but did you the the umpire actually kind of got into it? He oh like, yeah, no, he rung it up. He like kicked like his leg did. up, like yeah, he rung it up. I mean, he was yeah. he he did it convincingly. But I man, I don't know. I wish they'd go back and show it, but they probably won't because everybody's celebrating. But I man, I, I think you got to let that go in an elimination game in the playoffs on a check swing for the final out of the game. Uh, but that's just me. But anyway. Uh, I hate it for playing so, chance, but oh, yeah. uh, I think the better team, the better playing team right now won this. I'll say the hotter team. Yeah, the better playing team right now is what I mean by the yeah. hotter team. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So back right. to it. So on, anyway. I, yeah, I wouldn't, let, let, I wouldn't, I was a few things I was going to say about this yeah, guy. Yeah, go too. ahead. Uh, well, I mean, last week when he did come in, 45 yards on 10 carries and a touchdown. Hey, that's, that's pretty dang good from where I'm sitting. 
and one catch for 12. But mm-hmm. something that I, I read today, so he grew up down the street from SoFi Stadium. So this is kind of a homecoming game of sorts yeah, for him. Yeah, he's going to be fired uh, up. He, he gets his first NFL start. At a, they said, you know, he could walk, you know, right right down a corner, and 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 that that's exactly where the stadium is. So you know, he's going to have family there. He's going to be yep. pumped up. I just think there's a chance this guy has a really good game. Yep. Um. So I just wanted to throw that in because I thought that was interesting. You get your well, first start in the stadium that you grew up right down the road from. Yep. And not only that, uh, Josh, Connor's on IR. So yes. if he go, if he does well, we're looking at, at minimum four games for De Mercado to be relevant. So I think uh, a little crazy thing uh, in one of my leagues, I was able to pick up Roshan Johnson and De, Mer- De Mercado yep. in the same league. Yeah, I've, dude, there's a couple leagues. Roshan Johnson's still available, and I don't have anybody to drop to pick him up because I'd have to drop De Mercado or somebody like that. And the only reason I don't is because Di Mercado's healthy right now and Roshan's not. And at least Di Mercado, you know, Connor's on IR. And, you know, Khalil Herbert will come back. He's Otherwise, he would be put on IR. But, well, I, yeah. I don't even have room to play him. But, oh, but I, they could I, be. But I'm, I'm keeping, keeping other people from getting yeah, them. Yeah, you know, that's right. Too. That's right. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no, I, I like those sleepers a lot. And, uh, but – I like I like Clay sleeper here uh, a little bit uh, because all right I like his sleeper but I just don't know about him this week and that's Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I, I know what Clay's thinking here of the opportunity uh, but I just I'm not convinced that he comes back this week just for the fact that they still haven't elevated him uh, he was limited yesterday and limited today. To me, if they're gonna if they're gonna activate somebody off IR, they got to be practicing full by now. Like even, yeah, and he hadn't yeah. played since last year. I mean, we're yeah. So he didn't get any run in the preset. I mean, he's yeah. he's and he not only that he's listed with ribs and finger injuries. So not just one injury he's listed with, but two. Uh, so yeah, I mean. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to read about him right now. So, they say, they're saying that if he practices fully uh, on Friday, that they could activate him ahead. But the offensive coordinator, Frank Smith, said Thursday, the running back looks ready to play this weekend. Looks ready to play. Uh, but it says, if cleared to make his season debut. So, he hasn't really been cleared yet. Yeah, and I don't. Know. I feel I just, like if he plays, though, they're not just yeah. gonna so, let him. But go. I will it, say it'll, it'll be a snap count. I will say I do like him going forward. I think he's got it with the, the way the running backs for Miami score. I like him going forward because I think it's a good opportunity for him and Mostert to get touchdowns each week. Uh, but this week, I I just and it's a good matchup this week. I mean, thirty first run defense for Carolina. But I don't. I I just don't think he plays this. Well, way. I feel like with the three running backs that Miami have, they're all good. Yep. There's no way all three of them are healthy at the same time. No, and that maybe they knew that. <laughs> yeah, you know. So they're all good, uh, and yep. and they all could be starters. But yep, 
there's no way that all three of them are nope. so you know if you got one of them there's a good chance they'll be starting some point of That's the right. year so but anyway so yep uh i like that pick for future purposes but this week i don't know about it there clay but that's uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. And then my sleeper at the running back is a guy that really wasn't hard to pick as a sleeper, but he's losing his job, quote-unquote, is Zach Moss. Uh, ranked pretty low in the standings this week, but I don't think he's done yet. And uh, after his 41-point performance last week, Zach Moss said he will not go quietly. Uh, I had him on my bench in two leagues last I, week. I had him on mine too in a league, <laughs> and I lost by twenty. And yeah, I would have won, and I would have won. Yeah, uh, it hurt pretty bad because I just knew that Taylor was going to come in at least take fifty-fifty workload, but he didn't even do that. Uh, and I think this week is more of a fifty-fifty workload, but the way Zach Moss is performing, that he's not going away. That fifty percent could be fifteen points. Um, and, uh, honestly, man, with Gardner Minshew under center, I mean, you know, I think that that opens up for the running game, running game a little bit better because he's a better passer. Um, and well, then he's not going to run. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not the best matchup this week for him against Jacksonville, uh, who's got a pretty tough run defense, but Zach Moss catches the ball well out of the backfield and he actually has put up some really good yards per catch numbers so far this year, catching the ball out of the backfield. So, uh, ah, man, I, I think there's a good chance Zach Moss puts up at least 12 to 15 points in a, in a part-time role for Indianapolis. Uh, so I like him a lot this week as a sleeper. Cause I know a lot of people are like, like you and I last week, they're probably thinking, man, I should probably sit this guy. And, yeah, I was one of those guys, and I'm regretting it, and I'm not going to do it this week. I got him in a league. He's been my RB2 the last couple of weeks, and then I sat him last week, and he was on my bench, and I should have started him, and I'm going to start him this week at my RB2 for one more week. I picked up MB Mercado in that league, but I'm going to start Zach Moss over him this week and hope that Mercado kind of shows out and takes over that role in Arizona, and then I'm going to swap him out next week because I do think Jonathan Taylor does take over eventually. I just don't think it's going to be yet. So, but yep, that's my sleeper at running back. And that should wrap up our running backs. And we can go ahead and jump right on into wide receivers. And Josh, I think you and I have the same guy. So go ahead and break it open and tell who our start is at wide receiver. We kind of alluded to this earlier, but Adam Thielen. Oh, uh, yeah. In a a game where they'll probably – to keep up with Miami offense, uh, I'll go with the guy who is number eight in targets at 46 uh, on the year. Uh, he's got a 25% tar- tar- target share. Uh, Bryce Young seems to trust him. And um, let's see, he's got yep. four straight games with seven or more receptions. Um, Miami gives up the second most receptions to the slot, which is where he 71% of his catches come from. Yep. Uh, Thalen is a top 10 wide receiver in PPR leagues and should be started. Yep. The old guy still got a little bit left, I think. Yep. Yep. Number nine, you know, inside the top 10, number nine last week, 13 targets, 11 for 107 and a TD. 
Uh, and he's averaging 20 games a year so far this year. And uh, honestly, I mean, it's it's been uh, – I, I, I knew that some people said he could be sleeping coming out of camp because people were forgetting about him, but I did not expect a top-10 fantasy so far from him. But no. uh, going up against Miami, you know they're going to have to throw the ball. And Bryce Young likes to lock in on some Adam Thielen. So I don't see any reason why he's not outside. Uh, like he's, he's not at least a top 10 wide receiver again this week. So, uh, yeah, I lo- love that pick. And uh, that's mine as well. So we're going to roll right on into uh, Clay's start. And that's Chris Godwin, which I completely agree with as well. Uh Chris Godwin's going up against a uh, uh, defense that's, uh, I mean, you know, they're they're kind of lower end of Detroit as far as secondary. They got a really good run defense and a pass rush, but last week they allowed 55 points to Carolina wide receivers and who we just talked about, Adam Thielen, for 197 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, honestly, Baker Mayfield's right now a lot better quarterback than Bryce Young and Arguably, with Tampa Bay's wide receivers, Chris Godwin's probably a better wide receiver than anybody on Carolina's team. So there's a good chance that we get a good production out of Chris Godwin. And I'm probably thinking that Chris is thinking that there's a chance that Mike Evans ends up sitting out this game because of his hamstring injury. Uh, he did not – Mike Evans did not practice last uh, – uh, practice on Wednesday coming out of their bye, but he did practice on a limited basis today which kind of makes me think maybe they were just doing a maintenance day for him. Uh, not real sure, but anyway, he practiced limited day. I would keep an eye on that because if, if there is no Mike Evans, I would bet money that Chris Godwin has a big week. Uh, but even with Mike Evans going up against this uh, Detroit team, I think there's a chance that this could end up being a shootout with Detroit and Tampa Bay. And um, and I think that's what Clay's probably thinking, and it's it's a good chance that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have big days. Uh, so yeah, I like that start a lot at wide receiver there. And like I said, both uh, Josh and I both had Adam Thielen, so we're gonna go ahead and go right on into our sits at wide receiver. Who are you sitting at wide receiver, Josh? I'm sitting Terry McLaurin. Uh, allows the fifth fewest fantasy point game to wide receiver. Um, He's got less than 55 yards in four or five games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Last week, uh, season low, four targets in, yeah. in the game. Um, and he really hasn't done a whole lot no, a year. Not um, not for what you would think would be a wide receiver, too. Uh, he's been more of a flex have, play. Yeah, he will likely have AJ Terrell shadowing him, who yep. has turned into a really good cornerback. Yep, uh, he's ranked forty so far this year, and because uh, over, but he's even worse, which is a yeah. surprise. He's at sixty-eight. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm sitting both of them. Yep, I completely agree. That's uh it's tough, but um. Yeah, man, uh, I don't think you can play either one of them this week. And honestly, I think this is go, that's going to be another field goal game right there. Uh, I guess a lot of people are saying Atlanta's defense is the defense to stream. I find it really hard because their defense does not put up very many points against other opposing teams. 
Um, so I have a hard time streaming them. But, I mean, their run defense is ranked first. Their pass defense is ranked fifth in fantasy. So, but the thing is, they're, like, ranked 22nd in points. So they don't allow a lot of points, and they don't like they don't allow a lot of yards or touchdowns, but they also don't score a lot of points as a defense, which is crazy. Uh, but unfortunately, that's the case. But they're 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 a big streamer for a lot of people. I'm not streaming them just because they don't score points. And to me, like if you're streaming a defense, you're looking to score some points, uh, even if they hold the team to very little yards and points. Like, but you know, say they don't have any sacks but they don't give up any points or yards, they're still only going to have, like, at the end of the game, they'll probably, you know, have six or seven points on the game, but that's probably it, you know. And if you get another team, they might give up 30 points, but if they score a touchdown and have seven or eight sacks, they're still having a better game, you know. Uh, so, anyway, but, yeah, I like that pick a lot uh, for McLaurin. And then uh, Clay has Brandon Ayuk as a sit at wide receiver. So, um, this one, hmm. I, I see why, because Cleveland is the number one ranked pass defense in the league. Uh, they're only allowing an average of 19 total points a game to wide receivers. And, uh, but, uh, to me, I feel like, uh, Debo would probably be more of a sit than I just because he seems to garner a lot more attention. That's uh, that's kind of where I what I was thinking too. But, if I was going to sit one of them, that's who it would be. But maybe Clay's thinking with as productive as Ayuk has been this year, maybe he's thinking more teams are going to pay more attention to Ayuk than they will Debo. Well, uh, and Debo's been banged up too. But either way, Cleveland's the first ranked defense against wide receivers, and I and they've only given up more than fifteen points once all year to wide receivers total. And believe it or not, that was to Pittsburgh, which uh, almost seems like a fluke. But that was probably a big George Pickens game there. Uh, so, but, yeah, so I get it. I, I can see why he's leaning that way. Uh, but I also think that Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan seem to always find a way, you know, to move the ball and be somewhat productive. Uh, yeah. But, Either way, I, I can get where he's coming at from that for his sit. And then uh, my sit at wide receiver is Tyler Lockett. Uh, this one was honestly more of a gut feeling uh, because I feel like Cincinnati's been very stingy uh, against the pass, and they've allowed more against the run than they have the pass. But also uh, – Tyler Lockett really, I mean, he's had one good game all year, and that was the game against Detroit, 10, 10 targets, 8 for 59, and two touchdowns. Outside of that, he has not put up more than nine points all year, three points in week one, eight points in week three, and four, nine points in week four, and that was against the Rams, Carolina, and the Giants. Terrible pass defenses. Uh so, because that was with Carolina, they had already lost J.C. Horn at that point. So, he was probably seeing their third corner. Um, and Cincinnati being the ninth-ranked ninth ranked pass defense against wide receivers so far this year, they've given up a touchdown in every, every game to a wide receiver so far. But 
I don't think that touchdown is going to Tyler Lockett. I think that's going to DK Metcalf or Jackson Smith and Jigba because they're two bigger bodies. Uh, and like we already talked about, we feel like this is going to be more of a running game for Seattle uh, with Charbonnet and Walker. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not liking Tyler Lockett at all. And not only that, he's only had more than four catches in one game. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not feeling it with Tyler Lockett and which on buys, you might not have any choice, but to start him, uh, at the flex. But if if you could help it, I, I feel like if you got a better, if you got a better player out there that you could start over him, I, I wouldn't feel bad about sitting him this week. So, uh, and then that's my sit, and then that's going to roll us right on into sleepers at wide receiver. So, who are you sleeping at wide receiver there, Josh? Jordan Addison. Yep. Uh, with J.J. on IR, someone's got to step up. And yep. the wide receiver, he already had three touchdowns in his last in his five games here. Uh, he should see in increased by the allowed the third most touchdowns to receivers this year and give up a lot of points yeah. on a weekly basis uh with the bears offense playing better this could turn into a shootout uh so they might throw it and i expect he might catch a touchdown this week yep uh, i like it i like the tolerant volume now i do think kj osborne i think it's going to be a pretty even split at first because KJ Osborne's been playing all wide receiver sets, and Addison's only coming in on three wide receiver sets, which Minnesota runs a ton of. So it's not like he doesn't get all, you know, but he just hasn't had that experience at all the two wide receiver sets. So, but I, I think he's going to start getting into that. I think it's going to be eventually the Jordan Addison show. But uh, I think I like that. I think you can really pick him or KJ Osborne. Uh, this week for a sleeper. So, but yeah, I like I like that pick a lot. Uh, Clay's pick at wide receiver for a sleeper is one that I looked at and actually have uh, as a sleeper as well, and that's Josh Downs. Um, honestly, Josh Downs, when Gardner Minshew is in, Josh, da- they have this chemistry, and it's it. Like, I guess it's because maybe Josh Downs started out on the second team with Gardner Minshew throwing to him. So they've got this chemistry going. And then now Josh Downs has worked his way up pretty much to wide receiver two on the team behind Pittman. And Josh Downs, believe it or not, has a 25% target share on the team. And the only other person that has more of a target share is Michael Pittman at 30%. So between Pittman and and Josh Downs, we're talking about 55% target share right there. But a 25% target share is it's it's high for even wide receiver ones on some teams. Um, but anyway, so the last two games, uh, Josh Downs has averaged at least 16 yards per catch. And then the last game, he had six targets, six catches for 97 yards against Tennessee. And then now he's going to get Jacksonville, who's the 21st ranked defense against wide receiver who has given up at least 200 yards to wide receivers in three of the last four games so if he's getting 25 percent of the targets Pittman's getting 30 percent of the targets and they're going up against a team that's given up at least 200 yards to wide receivers in three of the last four games I think there's a good chance that Josh Downs has a decent day 
Uh, and not only that, but they're giving up an average of 38.9 fantasy points per game to wide receivers with at least one touchdown to a wide receiver each week. So, uh, yeah, good chance Josh Downs has a solid day. I've got him in a couple leagues. I'm going to fire him up at the flex in one of my leagues um, and see what happens. But, yeah, so I like Josh Downs a lot as well as a sleeper. And that's pretty much going to round out our wide receivers. And we're going to roll right on into our tight end. So who you got starting at tight end uh, there, Josh? Uh, my start this week is Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had back-to-back good games. Last week he had five for 42 and a touchdown. And the week before he had seven for 85 and, a t- and two yep. touchdowns. Uh, which has moved him up to number four, yep. the number four tight end. Yep. Uh, and he kind of goes as Justin Fields goes, and Fields and the Bears offense is rolling right now. He's number two in targets on the team, and um, he's a big red zone favorite yep. for Fields. The Vikings allow a bunch of production through the air, and Fields is averaging – 30 pass attempts a game now. So uh, they're not just a run first team anymore. Not at all. So uh, I like Cole Komet. Actually, you know, if the Bears keep playing like this, he could, you know, be good for the rest of the year. Uh, End up, you know, really top five, possibly at least top 10. Yep. I agree completely. Uh, I mean, you know, we just seen. Um, Kansas City, you know, Travis Kelsey banged up ankle, 12 for 88 and a touchdown. So, um, not saying that Cole Komet is Travis Kelsey, but he's extremely athletic and a great pass catcher like him. So, um, all just Fields has to do is get him the ball, and he's been doing that. So, I like that pick a lot. And then uh, Clay at start at tight end has Jake Ferguson for the old Dallas Cowboys thinking he's going to have a bounce back game uh, going up against the Chargers. And I know what Clay's going with this. He's going for a shootout against the Chargers, what he's thinking, which it very well might be. Um, You know, uh, Ferguson was on fire there for a while, getting averaging seven targets a game almost. And then uh, all of a sudden last week against San Fran, Oh, just three targets going three for 28, which was a very lackluster game. But I think I'm kind of like Clay. I looked at him a little bit. Um, Chargers, though, have been pretty decent against tight ends. Honestly, uh, the only tight end been successful against the Chargers has been uh, TJ Hawkinson in week three, who went 10 for 82 and a touchdown. But other than that, no other tight end has had more than seven points against him. Um but Jake Ferguson's pretty solid, and we've seen Dak Prescott go to Jake Ferguson a fair amount, especially in the red zone. Uh, so uh, I kind of – I like to call Clay. I like Jake Ferguson. We'll see if he gets back on track with him uh, this week against the Chargers in a possible shootout. So uh, not, not bad there. And then my start this week is uh, – probably the only Washington player you want to think about starting this week, and that's going to be Logan Thomas. Um, Honestly, going up against Atlanta, Atlanta's number, you know, like we said, number one against the run and number five against the pass in defense. But you know what? They're number 31 against uh, tight ends. So, because they're averaging giving up at least 18 points a week against tight ends. 
which last week they gave up eight for 87 and a touchdown to Dalton Schultz. And then the week before, we seen Logan Thomas kind of break out a little bit with 11 targets, nine catches for 77 yards and a touchdown against Chicago while they were trailing. So I'm not expecting that production, obviously, out of him this week. But I do feel like if they they need to get Logan Thomas the ball to win to try to catch up like they might have to against Atlanta, uh, I think that's a good chance. So uh, I think they're going to have to pass more uh, to Logan Thomas to move the ball because they're not going to be able to move it on the ground or to the wide receivers. So I like Logan Thomas a lot this week. Yeah, he's he was I like him too because he was my sleeper. Uh, yeah, there you go. You want to add anything else? There you go. Well, I I think I read where he's the tight end six right now, maybe. Yeah, the season. yeah, because he's had two really big games, and then he's had yeah. he had that one where he got the concussion. That so, and then he sat out one, and then he had one other one that was it was okay. Uh, but other than that, for the most part, he's been really productive. And he was productive in the past whenever Alex – way back to Alex Smith days, I believe he was there. And, well, uh, you know, he's he, the talent's always been there. It's been yeah. uh, health, you know, has right. been a big issue with him. Yep. Every year you hear him talking, well, this is going to be the year. but So so maybe this is going to be the year where he yep. can stay healthy. And uh, uh, something I read made a lot of sense. You know, Sam Howe is pretty much running for his life back there. Yep. And so he's trying to get rid of the ball quick over the middle to, you know, so he won't get yep. sacked or, or whatever. And that's kind of where he's been playing. So, that's right. you know, he's, he's kind of his first option a yep. lot of times to, to like look it. at. Definitely. And yep. the Falcons, like you mentioned earlier, they're giving up the second most fantasy points per game to tight end. So, yep. So, yep. Like that. And, uh, and like you said, that was, that was your sleeper. So, uh, and then we already went over, uh, hey, oh, we went to my start. I didn't even get clay start. My bad. Well, so we'll go on to the clay start at, uh, yeah, we did. We got Jake Ferguson. Sorry. Yep, so Ferguson. now we got to go to your sit. Sorry. I yep. lost track where I was there. All right. right. So who are you sitting at tight end? Uh, Dalton Show. Yep. Uh, he had a big game last week, yep. uh, but this week he's playing against our Saints yep. and who have allowed the fewest yards to tight ends this season. Uh, yep. Less than 100 yards total in five games, yep. which is kind of crazy. Yep. Uh, they, they were the toughest matchup match for tight ends last year, too. Uh, yep. So I would avoid him if you can with the matchup they, and- that he's got. Now, I do want to say that I like Schultz the rest of season with the way Stroud has looked and with him finally getting in a rhythm with Schultz. Uh, man, I, I think Schultz could end up being a dark horse to be a top 10 tight end the rest of the season. But I yeah. completely agree with you this week against New Orleans. There's no way. Um, completely agree. I, I actually looked at him very hard for my sit – and I had a feeling I was like, I wonder if somebody else is going to throw him in there. And uh, so I, I kind of passed on him. But, yeah, I completely agree there. And uh, and then also, uh, I wasn't even paying attention to this, but old Clay has Logan Thomas as a sit. So, what? Uh, I'm, I, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what – man, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like Clay sees these guys and he's like, I think they're going to talk about them. 
I will go the opposite direction. Or <laughs> uh, maybe he's thinking he had a good game last week. He and, can't have another one. <laughs> and he might be. But uh, I'll be honest, if Logan Thomas is healthy, I like his chances. And yeah. I, I will say they're playing at Atlanta, and Atlanta's going to slow the game down. There's not going to be the volume. But, like I said earlier, the only way anybody is has been productive against Atlanta's defense has been throw into their tight end. And uh, so I, I can't agree with that when they're clay, but, uh, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe Washington comes in there, stinks it up, and goose eggs, and Logan Thomas doesn't do anything. Their whole offense doesn't do anything. And that's a very high possibility as well. But I think that they're, they're going to get where – they're going to realize that Logan Thomas is the only way they can move the ball. And I think, I think he has a decent day. So, uh, but yep. So Clay's sitting Logan Thomas and then me, I'm sitting Tyler Higby, uh, which is not a real stretch here of late because he has not been that productive. Uh, and Cooper cut back, <laughs> but with Cooper cut back, Puka Nakua stepping up and Tutu Atwell being all three of them being better playmakers than Tyler Higby. Where is the incentive for him to get the ball to Higby? Uh, I really don't see it. And last week against Philadelphia, three targets, two for 20. Um, and I, I just feel like there's not enough to go around for all these playmakers. And I think Higby might be the odd man out. And then if that was not enough, Arizona is the fourth-ranked defense against tight ends so far this year, only giving up seven and a half points a game to tight ends. And they've only given up a total – hear me out, total of 1.9 points to a tight end is the last two weeks, okay? And that includes one of them against George Kittle. And that was who had the one catch for nine yards. For two weeks, they give it up 1.9 points the last two weeks. That's it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like Tyler Hibby's chances of being relevant this week against Arizona. i tell you uh, one thing I've seen about the Rams that I think is kind of crazy. Uh but uh, if you look at the ESPN rankings, they have two wide receivers yep. in the top eight. Yep. Who would have ever thought coming into the year that the Rams would have two wide receivers in the top eight? I mean, I would have put Cooper you, in there, Cooper Cup. Nakua is that. not going yeah. away. He's no, not man, going no. away. I'm telling you, he's too good of yeah. a player. That's right. He's he's a real deal. He's not no flash nope. the fan kind of guy. Nope. He's, it, he's good. It, it, I wonder if Cooper Cup. I wonder if they went to him and they're like, hey, we want you to find a guy in the draft that like is you? just like you. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, that guy right there. And yep. they drafted him. You know, I mean, that's what it seems like, honestly. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting Tyler Higby, and uh, that's going to run out the sit. So who are you sleeping at tight end? Because Clay and I have the same guy. So who are you sleeping at tight end there, Josh? I'm Logan Thomas. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. So we've already talked about him. Yep. And uh, y'all know we like him a lot. And then Clay and I have the same guy at tight end we're sleeping, and that is Kay Dotton. All right. Now, this is not the first time Kay Dotton's been on this pod. Clay has had him as a sleeper before, and he actually had a touchdown that game, and I think three catches for like 30 yards with a touchdown that game. And I remember when Clay called that, and I seen him score on that game, I was like, man, look at him go. And uh, But this week, another week where Mike Evans is banged up, and I think that Kate Otten could be a beneficiary if he does not play. But even if he does play, Detroit is the 30th-ranked defense against tight ends so far this year, averaging uh, giving up 16.8 fantasy points a game to tight end. 
Last week, they gave up five for 50 and a touchdown to Carolina. I can't even tell you who Carolina's tight end is, and they gave up five for 50 and a touchdown. So I think that's a decent chance that Kate Otten has a has a probably a, an average week at worst. Is it Hank uh, Hurst? No. It is, but actually, uh, I seen somebody picked up. He was not the one doing the damage. It was oh, their uh, second tight end was the one that scored yeah, all the points. Where's he at? Uh, yeah, because Hayden Hurst had three for twenty-one, but their other tight end was, oh, what's his name? I see somebody picked him up in a deeper league. I mean, hang on, I'll tell you. And played him. Wow. Well, heck, no, it wasn't him either. Well, Tommy Trimble had the touchdown. Oh, so I guess it was a. Never mind. He was the the guy they picked up was the guy for uh for Indianapolis Colts tight end. But yeah, so this was a cumulative effort for Carolina as Hurst was three for twenty one, Ian Thomas was one for twenty eight, and then Tommy Trimble was one for one with a touchdown. All together for sixteen point eight fantasy points for Carolina. So, anyway, yeah, they gave up 5 for 50 and a touchdown to them cumulatively. Well, good thing for Tampa Bay is KDOT is the primary tight end and plays like 90% of the snaps at tight end. So, I think he's got a chance to move the ball. Not to mention it's it's pretty tough for them to run the ball. We've already talked about that. And if they're going to be throwing the ball, we've seen Baker Mayfield throw it to KDOT especially in the red zone. So, I like his chances to sneak in there and get a touchdown here and there especially if Mike Evans is out. I think he could have even a bigger day uh, at tight end. So, Well, I see what Clay's doing. He's, he's picking uh, anybody that is his boy from Tampa Bay throwing, yep. throwing it to. And, and I'll be <laughs> honest, I almost had Baker Mayfield as my sleeper. Uh, but Detroit has been pretty stingy for quarterbacks for the most part. Uh, they've been pretty decent against them. So uh, I was like, I don't know. But I think Kate Auten has a decent chance. Same thing with Chris Godwin. But, yeah, that, I feel like you're right. Clay's leaning towards some uh, some uh, Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield magic this weekend. So, But that's going to round out our start set sleepers. And uh, just a couple streaming options uh, of the defense here. Um, Detroit at Tampa Bay. I like Detroit's defense to put some pressure on Baker for him to make some mistakes and also to get some sacks against them. And uh, Jacksonville at home against Indianapolis. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize Jacksonville's defense has uh, been pretty successful so far this year. And uh, so far they are the number 11 ranked defense in the NFL. And uh, – you know, last week they didn't have the best week against Buffalo, but they put up four points. But the week before they had Atlanta, uh, and they put up 24 points against them, uh, nine points against Kansas City, 17 points against Indianapolis. So they're going up against Indianapolis again, and they just put up 17 points against them in week one. So let's see if they can do it again this week. Uh, but, yeah, so Detroit, Jacksonville, and then, like I said earlier, a lot of people are picking Atlanta. I'm staying away from them, not saying that they can't be productive, but I just I just got a feeling that they, they might have a good defensive-wise game in real life, 
but fantasy-wise, I don't know if they're going to be extremely productive putting up points. Um, but that's just my opinion. And then um, I, you didn't have any, you didn't have any streaming. No, I really didn't look. Over. I mean, that's I like the Saints honestly, this week after after what they did last yeah. week. Honestly, streaming wise, it's really rough. I tried to I try I've been trying to pick defenses too that aren't owned in a lot of leagues, but really there's not that many good options this week. Even these right here, I don't feel hundred percent confident in. Uh a lot of the good options and uh good matchups are highly owned teams. Uh but then also just a couple streaming kickers. I'm still throwing them out there because they've still been productive and they're still top five fantasy options at kicker. But that's Brandon Audrey uh, going up against at San Fran. He's the number five kicker so far. Uh, I think Dallas moves the ball against San Francisco, but I don't think they score a lot of touchdowns. And I think that gives Audrey a fair amount of a chance to uh, kick some field goals. And then Brett Maher for the Rams going up against Philadelphia at home. He's the number three kicker so far this year. And they're going to be in the Dome. They're going to be against Philadelphia who is a stout run defense. So if they get down to the goal line and they're trying to run the ball and it's not happening, they end up having to kick some field goals. Brett Maher might have a solid day. And neither one of them are owned in more than 55% of leagues. So there you go. And they're both top five options so far this year all the way. So, But that's going to round out our uh, start, sit, sleeper pods for week six. We appreciate everybody listening. Um, Good luck this week. Uh, please like, subscribe, download, give us some feedback, give us some ratings uh, on your application of choice. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's listening. We appreciate our sponsors. Please be with uh, the people we're praying for, uh, as we talked about earlier in the pod. And good luck this week. Keep chasing that trophy. This ain't how it's supposed to be. It should be just you and me. I can't